500 years ago he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said i'm mad i must eradicate piracy injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die G'day everyone, this is X-Band, the Phantom Podcast. Our website is chroniclechamber.com and you can subscribe to our podcast via YouTube or through your favourite podcast apps. Do not forget to give us a rating on your podcast app and tell a man about us. This is episode 248. This is our April 2023 Comics and News Podcast. Where we Now we had originally planned to have a podcast chat with Ash from the Phantom Video Game, but unfortunately due to circumstances that, that has been delayed. Hopefully we can have that podcast uh, and that chat very, very soon. But in the meantime, if you have any questions uh, that you would like us to ask Ash in our, in our chat with him, please email them to chroniclechamber at gmail.com or hit us up on, on Messenger as well. We'll see it there. Okay, that's the pleasantries out of the way. G'day. Um, that's not just me steve here doing the podcast if you're watching this on video you know already that i have dan and i have jermaine g'day i'll start with dan how are you g'day steve good to be uh, good to be back fandoming with you guys it's been um a couple of weeks of uh hiatus while we've been on holiday and uh that sort of thing and uh unusual to be recording in the afternoon it's uh interesting you're inside i'm at a different angle and jermaine doesn't even have a fandom shirt on so what's going on yeah. we're all out of- <laughs> i'm in a i was actually going to put a print up just over that, oh, where are we? Over that window, because I actually, I picked up a couple of prints yesterday. I'm more on that later. And yeah, Jermaine, where's your phantom shirt? Um, it sounds like an invitation that you want me to take my shirt off on the podcast, but um, nah, we'll just keep that to a G rating. <laughs> actually, I probably, um, hang on. to be honest, it was quite, a, it was a bit of a mad rash uh, to get it. Like, um, I was scanning comics and eating my lunch at the same time for this podcast, uh, but again. As I said to the guys, don't tell the missus, the wife, that I can do more than one thing at a time because then she might expect it a little bit more often. Um, but no, look, it's been good. It means we can all put the kids to bed. Uh, we can have an early night. And so looking forward to it. Maybe a little bit less gibberish than uh, the evening podcast if we're doing one in the afternoon. Although, <laughs> Steve, you, um, you're trying on a fandom vest there. Well, I thought, oh, what have I got in, in arm's reach like a grab? That was more phantom related than my purple, uh, than my blue uh, hoodie. I just got the phantom vest. I don't think I'll be able to fit into this yet. I haven't lost that much weight. That's still a medium. <laughs> That's uh, not a hope at the moment. I think that was from the year nine formal or school ball. Okay, so let's get into it. We've got two through issues to um to review today. The first one is through nineteen forty one. Uh, which is two stories in the claw of the vultures by uh, Klaus Ramurthy and Janice Auden and Crippled Jake by Shane Foley. And I think right now Jermaine has put the uh, image up. I'm just going to have to minimise that so I can see my notes. Okay. Um, this is part of the Empty Throne saga or the 22nd Phantoms. Phantoms. Um, storyline, if you like. Um, Jermaine did create, uh, for those who came in late, video, which is very handy. I, I remember saying in the last podcast um, that it's been a long time since we've revisited this storyline, and that, uh, for those who came in late, video uh, does come in handy. So if you haven't um, 
got up to speed with what's happening in, in this saga, please go watch that video and, and hopefully that will help you. Now, our last episode uh, did start off with the first issue. This is again a little bit confusing in the latest chapter of the 22nd saga, a uh, 22nd Phantoms saga. Um, so you can also have a look at that, see what's going on there. But from last issue, we have the spoiler alert, bang, bang, bang. We, there was a critical death um, of a main character, Dr. Axel. He's no longer with us. Um, so that's a, a carryover from the last issue. Also, General Bababu, he has fled the city after gangs have overrun Morristown. And Diana's boss has been kidnapped by Diana in quote-unquote marks, if you like. Um, so that's what's we're leading into this story. Now, the synopsis of the story, we open with Dr. Axel's funeral. Um, then we, uh, our next scene is we see a prisoner in the shadows. Now, likely this is Bababu, um, but this is unclear at this stage. It's all in the shadows. You're not quite sure, but pretty likely it's Bababu. Um, there, the V operative has taken off her mask, her Diana mask, so now the reader knows uh, that it wasn't Diana who kidnapped Kurt Fleming, but Kurt Fleming's wife still thinks it was. Um, the story then progresses with the vultures' plans rolling on and getting bigger and bigger. We know the um, traditionally the vultures are, you know, they, they pick off the carcasses, but here they they're getting a bit bigger. They've got bigger plans now and, and are, are trying. So they're to, creating the carcass for them to pick. That's exactly right, Craig. The, uh, that's a great way of putting it, Jermaine. Um, Kid and Heloise are going to the states to clear their mother's name, um, and there's also that V operative who tried to kidnap Dana in the last episode and get her report earlier, who is absolutely hell-bent on finding Diana for the vultures. Okay, boys, that's the synopsis of the comic, or of this storyline, of this episode, if you like. Any comments you'd like to to put forward? I'll go with, I'll go with Jermaine first. You're on my, next to my order here. <laughs> well, I love, I love the storyline. I love the art. Um, Janice is doing a great job, in my opinion. Um just things with like here, like with the V's, you know, they're all in the shadows. I'd, now, I very much doubt they have glow dark paint, which they mark on their head, but it's it's a great artistic feel, which, you know, it kind of makes them look bad guys and, you know, and, and stuff like that. Um, I thought the whole kidnapping by Diana, if I was to be picky, we could have maybe had that strung along for a little bit longer of was it Diana, was it not Diana, um, where it was kind of like solved pretty quickly. Um, you know, obviously the reader knows, you know, so it, it could have been done a little bit better. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, I'm really – I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying the whole saga. Um, it's fast-paced. The, you know, the art's great. The storyline's great. Um so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying. It. I just wish we kind of saw more of it, to be honest. What about you, Dan? Yeah, I'll find myself nodding along with most of what Jim said there, to be honest. Um, I, I also am, am really getting into this story. I wasn't, as, as I've been on the record before, saying I wasn't sure about it. But I really, now that we're we're past the point where we're worrying about where the twenty first Phantom is, mm. and we're all about just you know following the 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 twins as they um, go on there. You know, Know, adventures in the in the suit um i'm really enjoying it um and, and for its place and time and 
Um, I think it's well written. I agree with your point there, Jim, about the reveal about Diana probably coming along a bit too quick. But other than that, it's um, it's well paced. The artwork's fantastic. I love the way that um, Auden is mixing up his use of panels. You comment about the V um, being painted on in black uh, on the page you've got showing at the moment on, on the YouTube, page 21, the bottom right-hand corner there. I'm pretty sure the Phantom's mask doesn't glow like that in the shadows yeah. either. It's <laughs> thing that we see and we love. So, um, no, I think he's doing a fantastic job. Mm. Yeah, um, I agree with you too. Um, not having 21 there was always a, a bit of a, a stumbling block for me. But like you said, it's a story of you know it's time and place. I don't want it to be the main one. And I think I'm on record with that. 20, 21 Phantom is the Phantom. But it's, it's, it's a good little creative storyline, which I'm enjoying, which I didn't it, think I would. It, it enables... The... A different story to be told. Well, it, it does. But there's always the you know should have should have should the twenty first phantom die or, or whatever. So this 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 allows the twenty first phantom not to be the main phantom. We have an ongoing storyline. So for those who are like yes, let's move on from the twenty first phantom, it keeps them happy. But then for the ones that are like no, the twenty first phantom is our phantom. Want to keep reading them until you know another 50, 80 years in the future, it allows for that as well. So, you know, it's realistically, it's the best of both worlds. Um, yeah, it really is. And to be honest, I would like to be able to see other creators do something similar with the Phantom where they focus on one Phantom and they really go in-depth like this with those other phantoms so for instance whether it's um you know the swearing of the oath and it could dovetail on with other stories and then it could dovetail in with other stories and you can add bits and a bit like what peter anderson has done with the 19th phantom with his honeymoon yeah that's exactly had... what i was thinking i was thinking peter and also um shane's also been going back into the yeah to the previous so time. it would be nice for them just to be able to say you know about a you know flesh them out uh, uh, yeah, and to be able to kind of like be able to somehow join together, whether it's with Team Phantom and whether it's with uh, the Fruit Crew or, or whatever, but they're about to say, okay, look, I am going to focus on this Phantom as as my main. Not they don't have to write all their stories about that Phantom, but that's going to be the one I'm going to flesh out. You know, we've done all the hard work on the Phantom Bible, so they kind of know what his mannerisms are. They know, you know, who he's married how he swore the oath and stuff like that and then they can just kind of flesh it out so but there, there's a lot of fandoms out there that i really like as characters because they're all different and i wouldn't mind learning more about them like we are with kitten heloise in this story yeah what about you dan any comments yeah, I thought you were, the way, the way you started that, actually, I thought you were going down the line of um, other authors jumping on board and writing 22nd Phantom stories, um, which, too, especially <laughs> given that Ramethi's passed, um, I actually don't mind the idea of that either. They, obviously, we need to see where this one, mm. um, this arc wraps up or finishes up. But also, you know, there's there's lots of ways to write Phantom stories standalone from the rest of their history and, and, yeah. and all the rest. Of it. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing some 22nd Phantom stories, team-ups between Kit and Heloise, that sort of thing. Um, I'm really enjoying the way that they work together, and I'm sure we'll talk about it more as we go into the flooded city, the the next part in the next issue as well. 
Um, as I sit and talk about the story, I sort of conflate the two because I'm just thinking about the whole storyline rather than just mm. this chapter. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying the way that they work together. I'm enjoying the relationship that we're, we're seeing continue to evolve between them. Um, and so your point about, uh, authors deciding, right, I'm going to focus in on the, 12th Phantom or whatever it is for me and write a bunch of stories. Yeah, that'd be a great way to explore those. But I'd also like to, um, yeah, see other people dip their toes in this 22nd Phantom world. So, and, and I like to, sorry, Jim. Um, yeah, as you're saying there, Dan, the the character development with Kit and, Hello and Heloise, they're, they're gelling more as a team. That's not always smooth sailing, but they are gelling a lot better as yeah. a team than, than when they started out, I think, anyway. Definitely. Um, so what I was going to say is in the Phantom Men uh, podcast with Andreas and Jacob. Um, we actually, um, that was one of the questions that, uh, that we asked, um, them is who is going to continue on with this series. Um, and so that they're well aware that, Hey, you know, this series overall has been quite popular, that it needs to continue and you can't just get any art, any creator because, We've said it a few times and I won't labour the point too much because so we can move on to the next story. But what makes this work and is a lot more palatable for some of the hardcore fans who don't like change is that there is a lot of the 21st Phantoms lore elements mm. and stuff in here. And so you need to have a real understanding of the Phantom and of the Phantom's history, especially the 21st, to be able to continue on with this story. Mm. Um, so, look, if I had to be a betting man, I would put it down to either Andreas Erickson himself, Peter Anderson, and maybe Philip, uh, Philip Madden or maybe David Bishop. They're probably my four that I feel like could continue on with this story. With um, so yeah, and and be able to run on, but and then it was also interesting. Um, one of the things that they did make mention uh, in the podcast is that Mikel Sol knew the end game in a sense, and seeing he's no longer on the, you know, on the editorial team. Do they talk to Mikel and kind of go, okay, where was Clace heading with this? Do we follow that, or does the new creator team kind of go, yeah, no, I don't like that. I'm gonna go my own direction so well my, i think my point is and and maybe and steve you said you're enjoying this more than you thought you would and i am too i think part of the reason of that is we've made that break the phantoms disappeared no one knows where he is blah 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 blah. blah. that's fine it actually ties in really well in a way with what tony DePaul did in the dailies as well with with, with his here's how the phantom dies he just disappears and doesn't come back one time um the I like the fact that we no longer worried about that. This story is completely just here's the twenty second Phantom. Twenty first is not there. Whatever. Um, we've got um, a story with Diana in it, uh, and and I think once we finish this arc, it would be just perfectly fine to have twenty second Phantom stories involving these two, um, with no with no worry at all about where does this fit in the overall arc of the twenty second Phantom. I think we can get caught too up much up in that sometimes. Whereas a lot of the yeah. Phantom stories that I really love, you know, from the Wilson McCoy era um, and a lot of the Side Barry stuff as well, is they're just standalone. They don't worry about being part of the of the of the big picture. Yeah. So as long and as you don't do anything fractures that big picture, you're fine. Yeah. That's a good point. And so would you like to see Kitten Heloise find love, date, uh, find new 
you know, new characters that are going to help them in their battle against evil, uh, maybe a new president, maybe, you know, like that type of stuff? Would you like to see a whole new, lack of a better no, term, no, no, universe like I, 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 created? No, I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm saying have small standalone stories like Fluffy um, and, um, you know, those sorts of stories that the, the, they don't need to always be um, world building. They can just exist within the world, operate with the world that exists as it is, and don't always be worried about, oh, who's the new characters? How is this going to affect the law? Just, just exist within the world. Don't continue to world build. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. Do, um, rather than going on to the to the follow-on story, do you want us to get on to the flooded city as a as a follow-on? I think so. I think that's a um, good idea. So the next chapter in, in uh, this Empty Throne saga is the flooded city, once again written by Klaus Murphy and uh, with art by Janice Alden. Now it opens with the twins heading back to the jungle. They're, they're disappointed that they weren't able to save Kurt Fleming. I always got to say Kurt Hemming, and that's because I'm a wrestling fan from the 80s. And if anyone knows who Kurt Henning is, perfect. Um, they'll get the joke. Now, not every... Um, what are they going to say? Yes, that's right. They're not looking forward to seeing the ruined jungle hospital, yet they are pleasantly surprised when they turn up. Um, there is a news report that with General Bababu out of the picture, international aid can now enter Bangala. Wackadoo, every, every, everything's fine and dandy now. Bangala is finally going to get the help that they need. But the problem is the vultures have infiltrated the UN and have corrupted some of its members, as we all know through Diana's uh, report. And now the vultures are set to make a fortune as they go in under the cover of international aid. This forces Kit and Heloise um, to protect a village as well as Bangala's treasury. Um, also, Diana's stalker is still on her trail. And I expect a big blow off with this plot through. This has just been going on and on and it's building up nicely. It's a slow burn and... Uh, this V, per I can't remember her name, I'll just keep calling her the V operative, has got it in for Diana. For Diana, and that, That's going to be a massive blow-off. Well, I hope it's going to be a massive blow-off. Um, and one little thing before we get into your reactions, I did like how it's a couple of kids who help save the kids mm. in the jail cell. I really like that. And, and maybe it's foreshadowing something, I don't know. But mm. I just really like that point. Um, I started with Jerem. Last time I'll go to, I'll throw to Dan for this one. Oh yeah! Look again. This is um, a good continuation of the story. It's it's a um, it's action. It's um, the the idea of we we're just going to partially flood the city by partially breaking the dam, where you can see right from the beginning that that's going to lead to a weakened dam wall. Or not. Again, <laughs> uh, a clap. Plus, it's called the flooded city, so that probably helps. But uh, um, again, I like the the way that Kit and Heloise are working together. I probably I'm a bit over them calling each other brother and sister. <laughs> they, um, you know, great idea, brother. Um, yes, let's do that, sister. Um, so <laughs> maybe a little bit more variety or, or imagination there. Um, but I do like um, you know the the call the, the awareness of itself as a full story. Um, you know, where Heloise in this one says, "Oh yeah, let's get another inflatable boat." The last time we were in one of those, it got shot up, which is obviously in the previous chapter. Um, and then, of course, this one gets shot up as well. So, <laughs> uh, um, you know, that's sort of that. That's really clever, and and uh, you know, yeah. Anyway, long way, long long roundabout way of saying I'm, I'm continuing to enjoy this uh, this as we go. And I, it's I a like nice fast paced story. Yeah, they are all of them have have been at least these last two, and the episodes to themselves, but always lead on to the next mm, bit. Mm, um, yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry, you're uh, yeah? No, it was I've I've just finished watching a TV show called Treadstone, which is um uh follow on obviously with the Bourne series. Uh and you've got various story plots of various main characters that all kind of intertwine and like I'm watching that, I've just finished watching it and then in reading these again for the podcast, it's it 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 reminds me, you know, obviously it's a different story plot, but how you've got all these different plots, storylines, you've got the V, you've got Diana, you've got, you know, Doc Axel dying, you've got, you know, that, that overarching thing, what has happened to the 21st fan, and, and they all kind of just merge together. It's it's great, skillful um, storytelling. Um, and the, like, the thing that I like about, the two main characters, Kit and Heloise, is that they have they have the equal amount of time to be able to share in the limelight as well. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, it's not like it's dominated by Kit or dominated by Heloise. It's it's like you can they're actually an asset to each other, both fighting as the Phantom. Where I, I don't think that's always been the case. Um, you know, like We've had this discussion before where Kit was always the bumbling idiot and Heloise was always, you know, uh, but like they're, like they're not like that anymore. They're actually highly they're trained. Much, they're very much an equal footing. Yeah. Mm. And they and they work to their strengths. They work to their strengths. They work to their abilities. Obviously, they're going to have, they're going to have different abilities than the others. Kit's probably going to be stronger because he's, you know, a male. Um, and but you know, Heloise has got her other benefits where she can be uh better than, than what Kit can as well. So, I I just yeah, I, I really like that. The whole flooded city and all that. Look, I think we've probably all seen various elements like this with water and you know, being sucked away and in various stories, comic books, movies, TV shows, and stuff. But look, it's fun. I thought um, we haven't talked about the covers yet, but I thought Granger's cover with the whole blue. I thought um, this is probably his brightest color cover I've ever seen him do, and the beauty about it is it stands out on the newspaper stand with that bright blue and you know the the phantom upside down and and, and stuff like that. I'm um, yeah, I've really enjoyed this uh, this this comic. Yeah. And, and you're right with the with the flooding city. It's 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 over the top. It's exaggerated. Is that really going to happen in real life? No. Who knows? It's a comic. It's supposed to be over the top. It's supposed to be exaggerated. That's great. And, mm. Yeah. And just Sorry, one, one last thing on the characters of the Kit and Heloise. Um, I was just thinking as you were describing the difference there, Jim. Um, we do still have their individual characteristics mm. as well. A, a number mm. of times through this kit. Is more headstrong and is prepared to take risks and just go. Well, there's an idea. I'm going to follow through on it um, and um, you know launch into danger. Heloise is probably a little bit more circumspect, but um, you what know, you expect with a young, twenty-one, you know, eighteen to twenty-one-year-old, you ex- you expect that. Like you, whether well, it's, you, whether it's on the football field, you, you know, or, yeah, and they goes to walks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, it's it's. And that was one thing that I that I learned and really appreciated doing the Phantom Bible was learning about the characteristics and the mannerisms of each individual Phantom. And you're right that they're not just a cookie cutter superhero. They've actually got personality, and it's 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 been enjoyable to um 
to learn about Kit and to, and to have seen him grow up. Mm. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned the cover. Oh, sorry, Stephen. Yeah, I, I was about to do that. I was about to lead into the cover there, Dan. We're going to do exactly what you did uh, before we go into the backup stories because both covers actually relate to the to the main story. And so this is the first one here, uh, the claws of the vulture of the vultures. I'm sure Jim will will put up a, a better one on the video, but you might just see. I'll just put that close to the camera. You might see a little signature there. I can see Jim's face smiling. That's uh, uh, that's weird. It's not it's not on mine. What happened oh, there? Really? I don't, I don't have, have that, that gold squiggle. Either. What's going on? <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll, more on that later. Um, so issue 1941, the cover is by Alex Tripp, who would be, um, uh, he's going to have a chat with us in a, in a, in a week or two, I think, for, for a podcast, which is going to be uh, what we're looking forward to. Um, oh, I can't, one of my sons saw, saw that cover and, and made a comment about it. Um, I can't remember what they said now, um, but didn't realise it was like through the scope of a, of a gun. Um, yeah. And once I said that to him, oh, right, yeah. Um, but I think, you know, with everything that's gone on, like that happens in the story, having the, the you know, the, the scope is quite fitting for um, for that story, for uh, for this issue in particular. Um, I think they're always getting shot at and there's always someone, aim even if it's someone who's on their side, they're aiming at them all, all the time. Mm. Um, what about you, uh, fellas, like uh, the composition of the, of the cover? It's a, another uh, kind of a wraparound. There's two distinct images on both sides, but they work in um, well with one another. So on page 17, you've got the scope of mm. um, from Fleming, I think it is, looking at the 21st Phantom, and that's when, you know, the, the first dinghy gets shot up. So it's a, um, it's interesting. Now, is that Heloise or will that be Diana, you would say? I thought that, I thought that was Diana. And now that I'm looking yeah. at it closely, there's, there's about three or four guns actually pointed at them. Hmm. Mm. Which just really, think, yeah. yeah. I actually think it's a really cool cover. Um, having those guns around the outside as well adds to that threatened danger. The bullet holes that are through the Phantom logo, um, logo as well. Yeah. Um, it's been put together really well. I, I do wish that Heloise was on the front cover instead of mm, Diana, Diana. To be honest, yeah, it, it would make sense. You can't tell by looking at this immediately that it's um the 22nd both phantoms you can obviously there's two phantoms in uh granger's cover for 1941 um i think it would have been better rather than have a a wounded scaling diana there to have a, a similarly on the attack heloise by kit's side um especially given as you said the the panel that it drew inspiration from that's actually kit and heloise in the dinghy that are getting shot at so that would have been more appropriate that that would be my only criticism in terms of the way that this composition and these characters are finished out it's a really cool cover. Um, yeah. I really like the um, the action pose of of the Phantom himself. Obviously, he's you know <laughs> got a, 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 a grimace on his face as he goes into action. Both neither of the Diana or, or Kit look particularly happy in that photo, as you might imagine, into the pressure <laughs> that they're in. Um, but I think it's been uh, executed really, really well. Mm. Um, do like Alex's art and the yeah. um, intricacies in the. Um in the scouring of a, a, a plane to see as well. Mm. I think it's excellent. And yeah, you're right. It makes it look like it's Phantom 21 rather than yeah. second. It's the Phantom and his wife, Dana, but hang on. No, it's, his, it's Dana's kid. Jim. Yep. No, uh, nothing really to add. I, I like it. Alex's Alex, you know, for those, obviously those will listen to the podcast, uh, you know, soon, probably in the next couple of weeks to a month. Um, but he's, he's a really 
He's a really nice guy. He's a young guy, um, really eager. Uh, got a lot of a lot of interest, a lot of time for someone like him. Um, you know, I love his work. Uh, I've got a sketch cover of his somewhere. Um, but yeah, no, he's 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 a, he's a um yeah he's he's one to watch. He's, and he's a not yeah he's a nice guy. And he's just chuffed that people are enjoying his work, yeah. which is great. And he and. The next cover is, is Grange. We've mentioned Grange already with, his, you know, probably, his, like you said, his brightest colour uh, cover ever mm. uh, with the use of the blues. Um, found him in a, you know, upside down. Things aren't well there. And um, the vultures, of course, swimming, or not swimming, but coming out of the ocean there in the on the back, um, looking menacing as they are. Jim, I'll, I'll let you lead with this one. Yeah. Um, I, I like this cover from... Um, Range. I think the blue really makes it um, like come out with the blue and the purple, and then you got the red logo that stands out. Um, you know, I've said it before, but like the the bubbles going over the logo on this one, you had the bullet holes in the logo. It's just um, it's great to work know, it in. It gives it more dynamic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just um, I'm just yeah. I, I really enjoy, I I enjoyed it. For me, the colours make this cover. Um, it's a, a good choice of the colours and. This is one of those cases where I've seen it, what it looks like in black and white, and while it, it, it looks great, and you know, I, I do have a bit, you know, I do have an appreciation for what Grange uh, can produce. The colours make it pop. So, yeah, really happy. Anything, anything else to add there, Dan? Oh, I just really like the. Um, it, 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 I love seeing the different styles of all the different cover artists, and we just commented about Alex Trips. Um, fandom that he's produced there i like the way that grange and, and grange is obviously um continuing to have fun and extend himself and that sort of thing i like the way that he's got more of a um stylized uh, elongated limb type phantom it sort of gives you that for both the heloise swimming and kit sort of flailing gives you that sense of that turmoil that's under the water and that sort of stuff as well and it's a really minor thing i know but uh a shout out to i guess it must be dudley as editor who's putting the the actual story titles on the covers the flooded city painted <laughs> black in this occasion um i think the way that the fonts that he's using the way that he's doing that across a range of different comics recently um really really work with the cover art and uh it's a long way from the the yellow strip across the top uh that we knew from the 800 series comics um it, it really the at the moment they are really working in with the art which i like absolutely mm. they're not just stamped on there Yes, care they're caressed on. Um, yeah. I really, I really like Granger's art here. It, it, I know it's not. I know it's done digitally, but it does have that it, like um, paintbrush or not? Maybe not. I'm not an artist. I'm not going to have the right terms, but it, it seems more hand done rather than digital. We know that's that's, that's because it is. I know. Yeah, but the color. I mean, the color. Oh, the coloring. Yeah, I know that the the actual work. The, 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 the yeah, the it's been originally done by hand. But the colouring actually looks hand done rather than digital. Mm. It matches that style. Yeah, yeah. So um, well, yeah. Before we move on, one of the one of the questions we did ask this on Facebook. Um, oh, so I forgot about this we one. We want to be able to raise it now. I actually, got to try and find an example of it. Just uh, <laughs> Halloween. Um, yeah, the... flooded city. Page three. You know, like for instance, you've got them. You know, in the jungle, they're in their civvies. Uh, in the previous issue, you can see them in the civvies when they're with, um, oh, where is it? Um, here they are. They're fighting. 
in their uncle, or, you know, grandma's and Uncle Dave's house, and they're, they're not wearing their glasses. Now, we raised this question on social media, um, so I think it's only fair that we let you two have a bit of a, a, a chance to reply as well. Um, there were some great responses. Uh, can, we actually can you give us did... some of those responses? I can't remember what they are off the top of my head. Well, to be or honest... maybe I should have a look. Yeah, no, I, I would rather hear what you guys have to say first, and then if it's any different from what some of the others say, um, we can kind of go from there. Yeah, I know uh, that you sort of raised the... Or, or you talked about it maybe in our group chat about... Um, is it a deliberate tactic by the creative team to send a signal to us that the 21st Phantom is not dead and these guys aren't really the Phantom yet, so that's why they don't need their their eyes covered? Um, or is it just an oversight from the creative team and, and the artist in particular um, to have left those eyes uncovered? Um, I must say it did stand out, and maybe it was the flooded city right from the get-go where you, you do see both of their faces, particularly that fight scene that you mentioned where you see their faces in during the fight scene. Um, yeah, I would rather they, that they are shaded now. I think that they, they are the Phantom, and I don't think we should be seeing their eyes. Um, perhaps that's part of that step I was talking about before in terms of shifting away from in trying to trying to make sure that everything is in lockstep with the world that you've built, but just you know make these more standalone, turn them, make them genuinely the twenty second Phantom. Of course, that led to the next thought. Phantoms, um, hey, phantoms, plural. Correct. Correct. <laughs> um, but that did, of course, lead to my next thought as to the, a, a complication, a significant complication in all of this is what do you do about the skull ring because they both need one now, um, and there's only one, and it's on the hand of someone who's disappeared. So. Mm. Uh, that is a significant complication. Good ring, um, you know, yeah, <laughs> that's probably a difficulty that the creative teams have got to work out uh, because well, I have an answer to that question. You should be getting skull marks and they're not, and it's <laughs> not good. <laughs> I have an answer to your question, uh, Steve. I mean, Dan, sorry. Um, is in a past, now it is a Team Phantom in story, so I'll leave that up to whether people want to accept that or just ditch it, ditch the idea straight away. But the fourth Phantom actually got his ring stolen by a Jesuit priest. Um, and then he actually got a replica ring made to um, uh, to substitute for the ring. And then when they refound the ring, I think it was his dad, uh, no, his son, so the fifth Phantom found the ring in Sweden of all places. He then the substitute, put the substituted ring away in the skull throne so there is a substituted ring already and a phantom has worn or two phantoms have worn it for a number of times so you've got one substitute ring what's two substitute rings and i think you're right i would like to see them both wearing substituted rings mm. or you know make new rings um as for as long as their eyes aren't covered then there's no clean break from the 21 21 must still be alive i'm just trying to think back with um, Julie stories or even stories where uh, I can't remember, but it was a past phantom and his son was, um, he, he was captured. So his son uh, was trying to rescue him. I don't remember his son having his eyes shaded. I could be wrong. I'd have to go back and, and look at that. Um, yeah. So until 21 dies, their eyes aren't shaded and, and they're not truly phantoms. So take that as, as you will, take that creative team. So there's no clean break until the phantom's dead. Long live the Phantom. 
Um, so what you're saying, Steve, is is actually very interesting because w one of the things that I'd often say interesting things. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> me and your wife would disagree with that, but never mind. <laughs> um, and I'm sure your kids don't always agree with that either. <laughs> but um, no, in this case, what's interesting is uh, you know we got twenty. There was about twenty five odd comments, and then there was probably another, another half a dozen people are actually messaging and commenting on this as well so look it got there's at least 30 other fans that were intrigued enough to be able to make a comment about this is that in past phantom stories the eyes being put into darkness or or you can't see him in the comic strip has it's either there's been two ways that it's been done and it's not really set in law so it, and Lee Fork has done both, so you can't even use Lee Fork as an example, is that sometimes their faces are only disfigured or not shown when they become the Phantom, when they swear the oath of the skull throne, of the of the of the skull. And from memory, I don't think Kit and Heloise have actually sworn the oath yet. So mm. that's another interesting point. Very but cool. then in other stories as soon as they're of age to become the Phantom, i.e., let's say 17, 18 onwards, they don't, they don't have their eyes shown. So in Team Phantom End stories, in Lee Fork stories, there's been a mixture of both. So there's not even a real clear uh, example to kind of show to demonstrate what it is. Now, mm. I... Now, my personal opinion is is that the reason why we're seeing the eyes is because it's to show us that the twenty first phantom is still alive. Yep. Um, that's what I personally think. Um, majority of people kind of thought that as well, um, but there was a lot of comments about you know of should they be shown and stuff like that. So look, it's an interesting discussion. Uh, we we raised the question with Andreas and Jacob. Um, and we got a, a, a very swift no comment. So um, I think from that quick no comment, I think it's fair to say that it's not an accident by Janice. Uh, by I don't Janice think anything Orton. here is an accident. Yeah. So yeah, There's, there's yeah. no oversight. Mm. Okay. Moving on, we'll go to the backup story to 1941, uh, which was Crippled Jake. Um uh, by Shane Foley. Now, originally, this story wasn't going to feature the Phantom, um, as Shane Foley mentioned in episode in in Expand episode two forty seven. Um, it is a historical story um, which has the thirteenth Phantom, and it's got a supernatural element. And I know there's fans out there who don't like either, so having them blended together it might be a bit too much for them. But we'll see how we go. I, I thought it was fast-paced, and there's lots of shadow working. You know, the Phantom working mm. in the shadows. Um, this is so, this is the type of story where you hope the artist gets paid by the amount of ink they use. <laughs> They've used a lot of ink. Um, I, they, it's exactly what a short story should be. Mm. Bang, you're straight into it. It's um, action-packed. It's beginning, middle, end, and we're all, that was fun. What's next? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That was my my view. What do you reckon? Very, very good. Yep. Very, very uh, agree with that analysis. I think um, Shane talks about it where it's a. I think what was, I'm trying to remember the exact words he used. Where it's 
I'm paraphrasing where it's like a, a nothing story with it starting and ending in the second act or or, or something like that. You know, the, it's, yeah. It's kind of like a, a crossover story. You don't see why the Phantom is tied or, or you know. Why, or so, why he's in Europe or yeah. why he's there and or what's he's he just doing. there. Yeah. And now he's going to put the girls where they need to be and then he's going to go on his way to his next big yeah. adventure, the next 36-page adventure or whatever it is. Yeah. And or this is exactly the sort of thing I was talking about before with regard to the 22nd Phantoms. Like, there's no world building for the 13th Phantom in this story. We don't find any more or less about his family or his anything exactly like you said it's a snippet in time and I, th- I love seeing these sorts of things and i'd love to see more of them for all of the fans including the 22nd um anyway i'll go off on about that point enough um you mentioned about how there's supernatural elements to it germ and uh and i am again on the record of saying that they're not my preferred stories with the supernatural but this isn't heavy supernatural occult or anything like that it just at the end of it you're like did the phantom just see a ghost Hmm. Yeah, that's you know, and and there's nothing wrong with a good ghost story. So it's a ghost story and a phantom story. Hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Does that work? They, they work well, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that that was yeah, that was the point I was going to make as well. Is like that's I like those types where you're not sure if it happened, whether it was bad pizza, you know, or you know, <laughs> a bad dream or whatever. It, it just happened. It, it's there. It's done. Eight pages. You move on. Um, like I said before, I hope Shane got paid. By the amount of ink he used, because he would have raked it home with this one. Because, um, yeah, and I, I do like that. But there's certainly pages where he should have started with a black page and used a white pen. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I, like that was what I was wondering is like, like especially this page here, number thirty or something like. I and mean, you've got this panel here is, you know, did he just, you know, just have a white page and then, or did he just start with the black page and then just put in cut out little, little white little squares and then did it on there and then sticky taped it on or, or, or something like that because this one here uh which you know i'll zoom in if you're on um uh youtube that would have been a lot easier doing it with a white pen than it would have been inking that all with a black yeah <laughs> we, yeah hopefully shane's listens to this and, and gives us um some information on the composition because mm. it, it's Really, it is interesting. Let us know in the comment section below, Shane. Yeah. <laughs> and our second, um, our second, second story, if you like, is Painted Black by Paul Mason. Uh, this is a continuation of the Phantom in Vietnam storyline that he, we have going. Um, now, with the Phantom having little luck tracing or tracking the, the Wambizi Prince in Vietnam, it is time for Mr. Walker to have a go. And he's decided that he's going to join the press corps. Because as a member of the press, he has access to military transportation to, well, pretty much anywhere in Vietnam, and no questions asked. And my goodness, has he joined the creme de la creme of press teams? All right, he. Let's just good looking roosters there. Yeah, some good looking roosters. All right, we've got Cy there. We've got Barry, of course, who's in charge of us of all. Then we've got these uh, three fellas of Parker, um, uh, Fraser, and East. I think looking at. At the uh, the comments there, the the, yeah. the speech bubble, and uh, you couldn't you couldn't want to be with a, a better team, and ably led of course by by uh, by Cy, the bureau chief. Um, <clears throat> so and that, oh, that uh, was... Chronicle Chamber. Oh, where is it? It's just on the on the notes and the pinup board behind us as well. So um, yeah, I was trying to look at the 
the notes the other day. <laughs> yeah, I um I sent it to David and he was David Barry uh, size son and he was very touched and very um uh all double check there. Was. I was trying <laughs> Yeah, he was he was just like, Oh wow, that's that's pretty awesome. Um and yeah. he just went and shown his dad. So um you know, thank you, Paul, from us um, and, and and stuff like that. So, um, and then I'm be- much appreciative. Um, yeah, un- unbelievable, really. The the idea that you might end up in a fandom comic, very uh, very thoughtful of it. Thanks, thanks very much, Paul. Very humbling. And not only in a fandom comic, sharing a space with Cy Barry. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, now it is worth making mention that Fruit do have a deal on is that if you would like to be featured in a story, um, you can contact them and pay some money and and stuff like that. So, if that's something and you would like to be in a fandom story like that, uh, there's a few other fans and creators and uh, in the past that have also had featured. So, um, yeah, make sure you contact Fruit if that's something you would like to do. Um, it's always great to see yourself coming back. Um, I'll just finish my synopsis of the story. I haven't finished doing that. Um, now, in this episode, we're no closer to finding the one Beezy, or the Phantom's no closer to finding the one Beezy Prince in this episode, but he does get to deal with a member of a, a known criminal organisation. We can see it there on the screen there. It's V, of course, um, who are getting a big run through in the 22nd, in the Empty Throne saga. So V have put their mangy heads up again and picking the bones of out of a, another war-torn country. Um, fella, who did I go to last time? I went to Dan first. I'll go to Jermaine this time. Any comments? Um, so in our last review with the last Vietnam story we reviewed, we talked about how we would like to kind of have a mention every so often that the Phantoms in Vietnam for the Wambezi Prince. But straight away, I read it and it's like, you know, now I know Paul had finished his story and it's been in print way before he would have listened to our podcast. But I did get a chuckle because it's, it's, it's very, you know, and he probably, when he's listening to it, he probably goes, yeah, just, just, just wait one more issue and that <laughs> reference will be there. But it was like, ah, oh, yes, there we go. We did talk about that. That's covered off. It's, it's a good reminder for those who might be in late you know coming in late that ah oh, this is why the phantom's there he's not yeah. glory hunting or, or or whatever or anything like that the other thing i did like is you've got the splash page here which kind of breaks up the story that's been a bit of a um this is page 26 27 it's been something that we have raised a few times and then i love these um uh <laughs> shots of you know, Leon Gross's uh, notes. And I like it how this one's at the end instead of at the front. It just kind of mixes it up a little bit. Um, and I thought, yeah, I thought it was, I like the placing in this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with both of those comments. I was probably going to make both of those points as well. I guess the it's interesting in the last page on Leon Gross's uh, uh, notes page, the one that's on the screen there, we've actually got um, Kit Walker's Daily Press um, credentials um, mm-hmm. taped there. And is this the guy? It's the closest that the FBI agent is sort of the conceit of how all of this is, um, you know, being told to us. Uh, it's the closest that he's got to actually working out who is this mysterious character uh, who was operating during uh, the 
Vietnam War. So um, it's interesting that even that sort of the, it's it's not even really a story. Well, it is, it's a storyline in itself. Is the FBI going to work out who the Phantom was? Uh, We've got a a step in that direction as well. So as far as the actual story itself goes with, um, you know, the Phantom bumping into a vulture again and then letting him know what's what, um, I really enjoyed that. It's interesting, isn't it, how they these... uh, ideas go in waves and we're getting a lot of vulture stories um at the moment we had a there's a bit of a spate of them last year it's obviously a uh, um a group of bad guys that um lots of authors uh, have have come across and gone you know what i reckon i can do something with that and it works in perfectly with uh what paul's doing with the the whole vietnam series if the vultures are real and exist of course they were in vietnam trying to make a dollar yeah. out of it um because that's what they do absolutely yeah, there's this little the- scribble here so, uh, Steve, just yep. on back of what you said there, there's a little scribble here. Vulture activity, see archives through 1715, which is 1886 to 1888. Obviously, that's the Lee Fork Barry story through 175 is when it was last printed. And then you've got World War One, World War Two, and Korea with a question mark as well. Yeah. So, um, mm. yeah. yeah. There's really, um, what was I thinking of? Three narratives going on here. One, we've got the Phantom, we've got Vietnam, the, the Vietnam War, that's happening and that's a, a, a through narrative there. That's a, a place to be. Um, we've also got the Phantom trying to find the Wombezi Prince and bring him home. So there's a second one. And the third one is, you know, the, these reports. Who the mm. heck is this guy? And it's all yeah. just tying together real nicely. And having the story set as it is, it gives, and we've seen it today with, um, with the Vultures, there's opportunity to bring in these these bad guys for for an episode. So of course mm-hmm. V are there, and maybe V are going to show. Oh, sorry, I keep calling them V. Uh, vultures will show up again because of who they are. But will the thing be somewhere in there? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Looking forward to the next. Um, I think it comes out in the next normal issue, doesn't it? The next part. The front cover of 1942 under the message from the publisher says that 1940 yeah, is going to have. Yeah. We got to get out of this place, which is the uh, seventh. Um, installment of the Phantom Vietnam series. Yes, yeah. and showdown at Paradise Hotel. That is a cover done by Alex Tripp. I saw oh, that the other day. You've seen it as well. I've seen you? that. Yeah, well, we're getting a lot of uh, a lot of teasers, Steve. I'm looking forward to the uh, to the payoff for all of these teasing that you do. Yeah, well, I can't. Yeah, making too many making everyone to show you on today. <laughs> making everyone have to listen to the podcast. The whole yes, podcast. Yes, you, you've got to listen to the podcast. Rightio, now we've, we've done the, the through issues here in Australia. Now it's time to have a, to add that touch of international flavour. And we've got some reviews from the latest Phantom and Comics from Sweden by Mikhail and the latest comics from Germany from Christian. Take it away, fellas. Phantomen. Review. Time for another Phantomen review with me, Mikael. This time it is issue 8 of 2023 with this cool cover by Henrik Jonsson. Uh, and what was the name? Joancho. Uh, with the, the Phantom looking quite grim and some green gold letters. Yeah, it's quite, quite striking cover. And it's almost Easter here in Sweden, so it's an Easter egg. They have double covers. No, just kidding. I think it's only my issue has that. But uh, yeah, printing error, I guess. We get uh, on the editorial page here some forward about the new writer of the first story. 
and then we have some talk about the Chronicle Chambers interview with uh, Andreas and Jakob and here we are me and Jermaine and Andreas and Jakob it's episode 243 you should check it out if you haven't already this new writer who is that yeah it's Jörgen Karlsson and he has uh, written this i skräckens skugga so like in the shadow of fear with art by Carlos Pedrazini I'm not great at pronouncing names so take it with a grain of salt and this is his first phantom story and it actually got some news coverage on the national news here in Sweden so that's very good because we need all the publicity we can get and he has already written Carl Schempe its own comic and that has been a side comics and I've been raving about how much I like it and let's see how his first phantom story is so it has really nice colors to start off and it is basically about this uh, yeah some bandits that ran into the phantom and they almost see him as a evil ghost so I think it's really interesting how in usual phantom stories we always see the phantom finds out something bad is happening he goes there and fix it and this time we get to see it from the bad guys view how how they can view him uh, and that's that's interesting and I, I really enjoyed it and I hope to see more stories from uh, Jörgen in the future and yeah check it out if you have the possibility then we have the side story Libertalia part one of two of the last uh, album and I think it's nice that it's going to end soon I, I both enjoyed it and gotten confused by it a few times but uh, yeah it's it's nice to know that it's written with a clear goal in mind that and that that is soon happening so looking forward to reading the conclusion and when can we do that well we can do it in the ni- next issue because this is the preview of the issue number nine that will come out 20th of April will have a phantom story about Frankenstein and it's not the Frankenstein from the Fru but a new one from John Boix again with the pronunciation and it will be all in black and white so that will be cool it's about the 17th phantom looking forward to that so until that time happy Easter and happy phantoming Hi, my name is Chris and today I review the Zauberstern Phantom comic number 6. Let's begin. Advertising. Then in Phantom number 6 we got Godfall um, 2 to 5. In the original it was part 2 to 5 from 2010. The cover is from Art Tibet. The next poster is from Stefan Zumbetsky. In Phantom number 5 it begins with Godfall and now it continues. The paper and the printings are awesome. 
It's a story I like a lot. We got 88 pages of comics. In the middle we see a new double-sided poster. Some advertising. It's a poster from Hendrik Salström. Advertising. The next Phantom magazine comes 14th June 23. Some advertising. Another poster from Timo Würz. And some advertising in the big side. Thanks for watching. Thank you, fellas, for your international reviews. Okay, moving on to the newspapers. I don't know why we call them the newspapers. Hopefully, they're still in newspapers somewhere around the world. Um, but we've got the Daily and the Sunday story. So the Daily story is Daily 263, Dungeons Undone. Um, I've been following this, well, daily, as it would. Um, Germ has a few notes here. I might let Germ lead with this one. Oh, um, and because it's your notes here, I'm assuming. Yeah, I've got <laughs> I to remember what I wrote now. Where, well, you, um... you reckon on April 1st, the guy gave up too easily? Oh, is this the... Yeah, the, the so these are just... Yeah. So we've got here, um, basically... So not just, so the guards don't deserve to die. They can give up. Yeah, so this is some of the points that we made and discussed last podcast was, you know, how do we feel about some of these people dying, so to speak? Um, you know, are they... Do they deserve to die? Should they die? Um, and, and stuff like that. So... What I thought was interesting is that from about here onwards, which is the 30th of the 3rd, which is, uh, what's that? That's March. Um, you've got this guy here. I believe he's a sergeant. He sees the dead guys here, and then he actually gives up. Um, and I kind of like that as a nice counterbalance of what we have seen before is that now I'm not a fan of how the band have, have invaded another country and started killing people, you know, citizens. We've spoken about that enough times, I think. So we've spoken about that. Most people know where I stand on that. This is a good counter-argument where they've actually shown, whether you call it restraint or, or, or whatever, but you've seen someone who, this sergeant here, you know, we don't know his name, he's just Sarge or Sergeant, um, where he has given up and he hasn't been harmed. And you see these guys here as well. These, obviously, they've given up because they thought, crikey, they don't pay me enough for this. So I just thought that was a, a nice counter discussion or counter, you know, 
I guess, reflection or whatever you want to call it of what we discussed last podcast. So, um, yeah, so I just thought that was... Um, and then, like, you see later on where he goes, I am not going to give you the ammo. I am, you know, I am not going... You know, like, he's doing it, but he's kind of, like, saying, oh, I'm not doing this. and Not me doing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's... um, uh, Yeah, it's... I, I, I just, I just kind of like that as well. Um, the other point that I had was on the 12th, you're having the Phantom talking about the list of prisoners obtained by John X, which was in uh 2021 so it was quite a long time ago where the phantom there's another alias john x as a jungle patrolman found a list of prisoners that were was obtained by john x this is when he came to the prison for the second time um he found a list of prisoners and basically the jungle patrol has analyzed it and they have split the list into two um, you know, basically the people that should be in jail are going to stay in jail and the people that shouldn't be in jail are going to be released. It's, I was intrigued at how this was going to play out. Um, and one thing that we have learned with Tony DePaul is that he plays the long game, yes, <laughs> but, you know, there's all, there is that payoff. So, you know, there was that initial shock like, why is he leaving the prisoners here? Then it's like, well, okay, now he's decided he's going to rescue them, but how is he going to choose which one are good or which one are bad? And, you know, we're questioning Tony DePaul, but obviously, you know, he's already thought about that five years ago. So I was just, um, you know, there's, there's just a couple of those moments of payouts of the story where we've all questioned, not just us, everyone, whether it's on on comics kingdom website whether it's on facebook or whether it's just fans i mean, I mean com- people question him on comics kingdom no yeah yeah <laughs> um another point that i wanted to raise this is on the 15th just, just on of- that point germ um i thought it was interesting you said that the the list had been obtained by john x back in 2021 the story was actually there comes towns Ellaby, which um we didn't rate very highly <laughs> when we reviewed it yes. on a recent podcast it turns out even if you don't really rate the story you've got to keep a close eye on things because uh there are seeds you just don't know when they're going to germinate so <laughs> very good point um i thought now the phantom wears this big belt that goes from you know that's what how how big would we say the belt is probably what a good 10 15 20 centimeters there's a lot of room there to be able to put stuff and you know we see him shoving the list inside the belt it reminded me of the avon novel the golden circle where in the story he actually keeps stuff inside his belt so some people might go oh that's too batman-y but it makes sense that if you've got this big, thick belt, you would be able to stash stuff there or... Yeah, um, it's not like he's got pockets anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't... Yeah, exactly. He doesn't have pockets elsewhere. Um, in the Golden Circle story, I think he he had a, an oil skin which had, like, a, a lamp or, like, matches and, and, and stuff like that. So, you know, he was able to... You know, like he was in a dark tunnel, and so then he was able to use it to be able to light his way. And yeah, you know, it, it, it does make sense. But um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. What about you, there, Dan? You you did a um, bit of a binge read this afternoon, catching up while you're on on holidays out fishing. Um, yeah, I did. Have you thought of it? 
I did go on a fishing trip when I was away for a couple of weeks in a place where there's no internet. So they did have newspapers. So ironically, I would have been able to um, <laughs> keep up if uh, if it was still being in newspapers. Um, look, it was really interesting. And and I'm again, um, I've said many times on the podcast about how I prefer to read the daily once it's compiled and to be able to go. I went back to Mike Manley's Facebook page because once a week he posts the, the black and white strips from the previous week. Um, and so I caught up via that way but thank you very much mike for continuing to put those up uh like that it was a great way to catch up um i really enjoyed this little sequence of the story the last two three weeks um the fandom you know there's there's um uh clear you know you, you asked about the is does the guy give up too easily um and this is a good great example of a panel on the 22nd of april here um the the sergeant's coming along behind the phantom um, yes, you don't have to say it twice or that or anything else. You know, the phantom only has to ask once, um, is the old jungle mm-hmm. saying. The when the phantom asks, you answer. The there you go. On there it is on the twentieth of April as well. So um, great to see that. Um, yeah, I, I really really just enjoyed this sequence. It made a lot of sense. The phantom, yes, smashed his head against the door, um, but it's not like he was over the top with his violence. Um, it was, you know, roughnecks getting treated roughly. That's a, another old jungle saying. Um, just, just really ties in. The story's moved along well. Um, I was great. Yeah, solved all those questions you asked before, Jim, about letting prisoners out and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah, I just think this is progressing really well at the moment. I'm really enjoying the storyline. It ties in well with a with a print by Alex Trip, which is entitled "When the Phantom Asks, You Answer." <laughs> I don't know if anyone can see that, but there we go. <laughs> Okay, Sunday storyline. Now, I, when I was just checking to read yesterday's daily, I just noticed that today is Sunday, so I haven't not completely up to date where we are. But these story, uh, Return of the Temple of the Gods, as we know, these stories start in the newspapers, then in Team, team Phantomen, and now we're back in the newspaper stories. We have a video online to to check out. Um, We've got here third passageway germ, Ray, random crazy idea, oh. the skull cave. Could it be related okay. to the visitor who keeps yeah. disappearing? That's today's that's today's strip. Oh, so the one that I haven't read yet. Yeah, that's probably and why I'll, you're looking I'll at it. I'll make that going. nice and big so I can read that now. <laughs> so this so this is where we're up to where basically they're um they're being housed, then they're kind of asking questions, you know, what's going on? And all that type of stuff. A lot of this part's quite text heavy, um, um, and then you've so you know that we, we spent probably a month or so kind of recapping everything, kind of spelling it out if you hadn't figured it out by the, like the story and all that. Um, I thought this was funny where you've got this almost human keeping trying to keep an eye on him. I love just little things like this, which you know we talked about it with Janice Orden. You know, just the use of the shadow work and, you know, and stuff like that. Jeff has does that, like, you know, the phantom shadow. But again, with the eyes and, you know, it's there's no way the phantom's shadow actually physically looks like that. But there's a, it's a That's comic. Fun. There's a loud, there's allowed to be those exaggerations to of certain elements to be able to make a point. And, um, yeah, it's just really good. I did see someone comment about that on somewhere. I thought, you joking? You you're getting caught up on that. That's actually really, um, really cool. And so this here is today's, as the time of recording, the 23rd of April. So basically it's the next day. Um, the Phantom basically says, you know, let's see the dead professor's assistant. 
she's saying, follow me, um, you know, then they're kind of going through. And then the Phantom says, a third passageway to the surface, and you see it kind of half working out. Now, I don't think it is, because you can kind of see it there, and it doesn't look like the skull throne. I don't but think it's um, near the skull cave there. I just had to read a bit myself. Yeah, but I just, I just like, I like it. Kind of went. It kind of like that point is like we know that there are tunnels and stuff under the skull throne, under the skull cave, which even the Phantom hasn't fully explored. You know, there was it was the twenty first Phantom that found the you know the Viking. Um, you know, a, a, the burial of a past Viking. Um, and, you know, so like there's a lot of secrets in the deep, deep, deep section of the Skull Cave, which no phantoms are aware of. And I'm just wondering if Tony's got something up his sleeve and I would not be surprised is maybe there's a, whether it's the third or whether there's a fourth, but it's the Skull Cave is somehow connected and then maybe we're all wondered with the recent story, the visitor, how he can disappear and 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 stuff. Maybe, just maybe, the visitor is actually a almost human. It's just some of those random thoughts you have when you're um interesting theory there, Jam. Yeah, when you're preparing it for a podcast and you <laughs> you know, uh, you kinda of let your imagination kinda of go wild for a little bit. Uh, what do you think of this story there, Jam? Uh, Dan? Well, yeah, I, I'm not a not a massive fan. Uh, the whole, you know, I mentioned before about um, uh, what we say, supernatural stories, that sort of thing. This is isn't supernatural, but it's bordering on it with almost humans and all the rest of it who are supposed to be living under the earth. Um, oh, we look, we're getting through it, aren't we? Um, we must, we must be getting closer towards. Um, I'll, I'll be looking forward to having this one wrap up and move on to the next Sunday. Um, it's just it's not my not my cup of tea. I'm looking Fair forward enough. to seeing it all collected again and, and reading it as a whole. Yeah, that that may help. That may help. I, I gee, I, I really do. When when sorry, you may have uh, seen me roll my eyes when you you made that suggestion about this being linked to the visitor story germ. I really <laughs> hope that's not the case. I don't want to be um, building this in as any sort of serious part of the Phantoms universe. <laughs> well. Yeah, look, it's it's just an idea. Just let your imagination. Oh, yeah, yeah. I would like to see through release when this story finishes. Maybe get in touch with with Tony and say, "Hey, Tony, do you have any parts planned in the next year or two? Because if he does, delay it for a year or two. But if he doesn't have any plans to continue it, and depending on how it finishes and all that, collect the past newspaper stories, the past Team Phantom End stories, and this story." And actually do like you know a, a trade paperback or a, a collection of all of the stories because you've got you have some great artists you have you have uh, Tony De Paul have Jeff Weigel you have Caesar Spadera um, Paul Ryan um, there's some great artists in there but make it colour um, it could just be a nice you know it could be a nice collection. I think um, the the art is certainly fantastic, and, and I do enjoy that. Um, I think if there was a trade paperback along the lines of what you'd suggested, um, I'd have to buy it because I'm a bit of a person like that, but it'd probably stay in the shrink wrap, to be honest. I'd enjoy the um, cover. 
<laughs> what about would um putting in like doing reprints of the issues would that would that help and like be or probably won't happen or maybe we get through before 2000s maybe but something just after the 2000s depending on what their print runs like and just do a whole yeah. series bang 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 oh who knows so just the whole temple of the gods business i'm not i'm not fussed on but that's all right not a fan. that's not all right. me <laughs> for those of you who uh criticize us for not um criticizing the creators there you go but we're not happy with everything <laughs> right, okay something that we are i am absolutely over the moon i i am i can't put a bad word against this well not at the moment anyway and that's the the phantom video game um some images dropped just this past week. Uh, data recording is Sunday, April 23rd, as we mentioned just before. We saw images of the Skull Cave. We saw images of the Phantom fighting bad guys in the Skull Cave. Um, there is a bridge with a waterfall. There is chasing poachers on a plane while the Phantom and Diana are riding on Hero. There are punching poachers in a jungle fight. And once again, we do say, if you have any questions about the Phantom video game, please let us know, and we'll put it in with our chat with Ash. Now, I haven't had a chat with Ash. He is, he is a bit crook, unfortunately, at the moment, but I did have a chat with Matt. And until I have a chat with Ash, I don't know how much I'm allowed to say on a, you know, we'll say a public broadcast. Now, but it's I'm quite obvious that you're excited. Now, is it true oh, that... I am is it true that you had to do uh, work today on a Sunday and miss a family event because you were so excited on Friday when these images dropped that you stopped work? Yes and no. I was still working on Friday, but the work took about a, five times as long as what I yeah. planned. And that actually had nothing to do with the video game. It was actually, I thought, I'll get, I'll get it done. Don't let the was, truth get in the way of a good I'll, story, Steve. thought I'd get it done in an hour and <laughs> ended up taking the whole day because I wanted to change it a number of things. But it was interesting the way that it's all planning out. So, yes, there are bad guys in the Skull Cave. Why are they there? Well, that's pretty much one of the, the big points in, in the video game. If we haven't... If Ash hasn't told us about it, I'm not going to be the one to spill the beans. Well, that's part of the storyline, isn't it? I, I like that mm. we're seeing some of the um, scenes and that sort of stuff, but I also like that we don't uh, have spoilers on the storyline yet. I'd, I'd really yeah. like to be in a position where I can play it through and learn the story for myself the first time, to be yeah. honest. So I'm not going to give you any... Um, so anyone who's tried to... Who's listening to this, looking for spoilers, I'm not giving them to you. Uh, it's just yeah. not going to happen. We'll ask, we'll ask Ash the yeah. stories, and he can always tell us or he yep. can say no comment. But um, um, it is an interest. It, it, the story, what I've heard from Matt, works really, really well, and I'm fairly certain that it's all been approved by by King. Um, but he did give me one interesting tidbit. Both Mister Walker and the Phantom are in the video game, um, and it's an oh, interesting, interesting, interesting mix how that how you interact with them or how you how you play with them. Mm. I'll just <laughs> say that, um, and. The the goal of the you know why why are the why is the phantom and Diana there is an important point why Diana is there as well why are they fighting these bad guys what is it um what is the whole goal mm. of the game so Diana is um, not just a eye candy no 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 she's there, she, for second she for a second player off, I'll just say she yeah. is as ticked off as the phantom is yeah and has uh, and is much in a part of this game as the phantom um one thing talking with Matt, though, is there's so much more backstory than what you can put into a video game. 
Like yeah. a video game is what, 15 levels or whatever it is. Um, and you've got to keep the thing going, going. You can't, you can't be um, weighed down with, uh, with text and, and story. So I, I hope, I really, really hope that they can have um, some comics that tie into this, um, into the, into the um, computer game. Well, that would be awesome. And you'd, and you'd get yeah. Anthony Spay on the artwork, so it all ties in. Yeah. And can fill in those those little spots that they just can't put in the video game. Like, Matt's got this all yeah. going. And you just can't put it all in the video game. So it'd be awesome to have these tie-in comics. But that will all be the top questions and stuff. We will chat with uh, Ash, uh, which hopefully should be our next podcast or, again, inside the next month. So, yeah, as Steve has already said, if you have questions, send us an email, contact us. Um, the one thing I do want to make mention before uh, we kind of do move on um, without Steve telling us too much is um, the artwork looks a lot better than what I what like what mm. I envisioned, like, like you look at the artwork and it's like, wow, that is, that is good. That is going to work a lot. It, it's crisp and it pops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just, and so like, you know, if, if, if that's the type of artwork you're going to get, you know, there's going to be, a, you know, it's, it's going to keep a lot of fans. It's a lot of fans and a lot of people will be happy. Yeah. What struck me looking at the four images, and I, I wish I had them at my fingertips to, to bring them up on screen for people, but the um, what struck me about the images is that they they seem really crisp. The screen is uncluttered, um, so you can see what the action is. You can then you get a good view of the scenery as well. And it just and we've got four those four stills, but they just look really dynamic. They look like the game's going to be really dynamic. Um, I've, is it the one where he's in the skull cave and he's punching a sing pirate? I love that with the Phantom doing a massive uppercut, there's this purple skull shape that comes out and shows you the motion of the punch. I think that's, you know, again, it's those things that um, make you realise that these guys know what they're doing as Phantom creators. Um, and, yeah, it, it, all of those stills just look really exciting. Uh, I'm not as much of a gamer as you are, Steve, but um, I'm really looking forward to, to sitting down and seeing this unfold on the on the screen as I play it out um, 15 months from now. <laughs> <laughs> and... Also, at Supernova yesterday, um, Matt had little posters of it, you know, telling everybody about it. And every time you talk to him about it, the, the smile just lights up the room. Cool. Um, yeah, really excited. Next up, we've got a review of the comparison between the two Perth Mint coins. Uh, there's a video online. Uh, Jermaine prefers the, the coloured one. Yeah, so look, we've got a review of them online. This is them here. So this is the one that came out at the end of last year. Um, and then in March, you had the coloured one there as well. Look, we've got the video of it online. Um, bit of a bit of a comparison. I've look. This is a question that I had seen a lot of people ask, and you know, ask me, ask on social media, and everything is, you know, if you're only going to get the one, which one would you get? Um, so yeah, go watch the video if because look, they're about hundred bucks each. Not everyone is going to be able to fork out two hundred. For two of them, um, go check that out. Um, it will be it's worth doing. I, I personally prefer the coloured one because it just makes the, the what do you call it, the Phantom pops a lot better than what he does if it's all the one colour and he's slightly embossed. He just kind of looks like a blob. So, mm. yeah. Good point. 
You know what intrigues me about this as much as anything, and, and I haven't got the coloured one yet, but I just, the idea of these coins and the fact that they are legal tender, and if you were to pop along to your <laughs> local news agent in Tuvalu, which is this tiny little island in the middle of the Pacific, um, thousands of kilometres off the coast of Australia, but uh, you can pop down there, pick up your Phantom comic, pay for it with a Phantom coin, um, maybe get the Phantom coin in your change if you uh, if you drop a, a pineapple or something trying to pick up this five dollar coin uh, comic. So um, yeah, I just I just love the idea of people actually spending this coin and it being in <laughs> uh, in the circ- in in currency circulation. <laughs> How much is it actually worth? Uh, you got it in your hand, don't you? It's a dollar. Oh, it's isn't one dollar. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, go and buy a Phantom comic, um, pay with a 50 and uh, just ask for the change <laughs> in $1 coins and you should get at least one Phantom coin, you'd reckon. Oh, <laughs> I don't know, especially because it's $100 to be able to buy a dollar. Purchase, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, yeah. Uh, I don't have the money for it. Well, maybe I do. I don't have it. So, next up. I went to Supernova in Melbourne yesterday, but coming up, we have uh, Sydney Supernova, which is on the 17th and 18th of June, with the Lee Falk Memorial Bengalas Explorers Club guest has been announced, and that is Alex Tripp, who, like we've said before, will be an um, upcoming uh, podcast. I actually spoke to him yesterday. He's really excited about coming onto the podcast. Fru will be at Supernova, which is excellent news. Praetors so far that uh, will be at Supernova will, of course, be Alex. Jamie Johnson will be there, Matt Kime. And we, we expect that others like Andrew Constant, Chris Sequeira, and Daniel Picciotto will also be there. And once this is uh, all known, we will, of course, promote more on our socials and on the, the website. Um, looking forward to you now, Jerm, I think you are going. Is that? Yeah, so I was a 50-50. Um, basically, I got strong-armed by uh, a couple of people so i've uh bowed to peer pressure and um <laughs> kicking I and will screaming be going. Like yeah yep. <laughs> what about you dan are you able exactly. to make it this year uh i still haven't made a final call probably not though i think it's um <laughs> two-week fishing trip and a uh a phantom <laughs> trip to sydney in the same two-month period yeah. probably yeah probably going to be hard to justify <laughs> There's um, some extra oh, work around the house, guys. <laughs> I can't make it, hence why I went uh, yesterday. I was able to go. And when I was talking, I can't remember who I was talking with, but I heard a comment from, you know, some kids passing by. There was so much fandom stuff here today. And I thought, yes, damn straight there is fandom stuff. And why? Because he's awesome and everyone should know who the fandom is. Mm. And the more the merrier. In fact, I was just looking a minute ago when I was trying to find those comments about... um the the glasses or not wearing those shades the, the twins and when i first popped up on facebook i see that trevor's at um at uh, supernova today and he's found another fandom image by by another artist down in the artist area well i didn't see that yesterday um i was with my boy jeremy and he really enjoyed talking with all the artists but he also wanted to go check out the the gaming stuff as well which was fun i got to play competitive rocket league and actually did all right in it which was <laughs> which, which was nice um, but if the, if Sydney Supernova is anything like Melbourne Supernova, um, the Phantom is in a much better place than it was a number of years ago. There, there, with people making comments like that, that's excellent for the Phantom. Yeah, completely, completely agree. It's, um, look, Sydney's or Sydney Nova, as some people call it, is 
the big one. It's the big weekend where a lot of fans from around Australia go and um, meet up. There's going to be lots of chances for fan catch-ups, you know, from Friday night to catching up at Supernova for lunch on Saturday. Obviously, there's the dinner um, on the Saturday night. It is worth making mention that that is invite only. Um, So, you know, it's not open for every Tom, Dick and Harry. If you want to know more about that, contact us or look on our website and you can find out more about that as well. Um, and then there's going to be fans that are going to be catching up on Sunday as well. So, you know, if you've never been and whether um, you live in Sydney or, you know, you can make it, it, it is expensive. It is a weekend away from family and, and all that type of stuff. So, you know, look, it is, you know, it is a big commitment. But if you can make it, make sure you go at least once in your life because, um, you know, like Steve, you've you've gone once, Dan, I've you've gone once. two, three like times now. So, yeah. you know, it's, it is, it is, but, you know, look, it is a big commitment, but, you know, there's a lot of a lot of guests. Fru will be at Supernova, so they will have uh, items, I expect, products, I expect comics, maybe a trade paperback or, you know, something like that, which will be available. You will be able to buy it afterwards, but, you know, you actually be able to kind of uh, get it from them at Supernova. So, look, it is usually pretty cool. Um, and talking about Supernova, um, you've got some pretty exciting news, Steve. Yeah, so in one of my uh, chats that I had with Matt, I kept on going back to his store because every time I spoke with him, I'd then get distracted and be put away somewhere. I forgot to buy his um, a, a print, so I had to keep going back to buy a print. And anyway, on one of my um, uh, visits to his store, uh, a fellow by the name of Jason Franks just happened to be there. So Matt introduced us. And it just so happens that Jason Franks is uh, a... He's going to have a comic out, a, a, a phantom story. He's a, a new phantom writer. So I... For free. For free, absolutely. So I quickly got the phone out and had a, a quick audio grab with him and did a quick little... Asked him a couple of quick little questions. So we'll just throw to that audio grab right now. G'day, everyone. It's Steve here from Chronicle Chamber with an exclusive. I'm here at Melbourne uh, Supernova with Jason Franks. You might know him from... A number of uh, other projects. What, what have you been doing there, Jason? Um, my other projects? Yeah. What, what, um, what will people know you from? The Six Myths comics, probably, or maybe my old McBlack books. Um, I'm a novelist as well, so like Bloody Waters and Fairy Apocalypse are the best-known things I've done. Excellent. So I was just here at Matt Kimes' booth, and he introduced us. And in particular, you've got some breaking news in regards of, of The Phantom there, Jason. I do. My first uh, Phantom story is coming out soon. The artist is Kay Bruno, and uh, we're a first-time Phantom team. Uh, our story is uh, the Pinstripe Wizards, and it'll be out pretty soon. Excellent. The Pinstripe Wizards. Pinstripe Wizards. Coming through. Coming to a news agent and a comic shop near you. Yes, I don't know what the date will be, but uh, the first half of it is done, and the second half is in progress. So. Fantastic. As in the, the, the second half, but the, the artwork's being done? Yeah, it's yeah. a two-parter. Yep. And uh, part two is uh, underway at the moment. Excellent. Is... Um, the, is the illustrator also doing the cover, cover work? I don't know. Don't know? All right. Well, well, we'll soon find out, but it's lovely to meet you, Jason. I'm glad that we caught up. Thank you very much. Great to meet you. Cheers. Okie dokie. Thanks, Steve, for that audio grab. No worries. Yeah. It's all good. Good work, Steve. Um, so, <laughs> question, so this is where we can ask, give you a bit of a, uh, a grill yep. and without giving information away because um, we don't want Jason to get into trouble or or anything like that. 
So what was Jason like? Did he seem like someone who knew the Phantom? Did he seem like he was going to pay respect to the Phantom or did he just was he just some young shot that's going to turn him into a jungle Batman? No, I don't I didn't think he'd be a jungle Batman. He's um he's written comics and as well as novels as well. Um his website is www.jasonfranks.com if you want to check that out. Um from meeting him, it just seems like a, a, a great guy, really, just by meeting him. Apparently, he sent, he sent a few things into to Fru. Um, so we might be seeing a, a few a few more stories uh, from Jason in, in the near future. This one that's being published soon is called The Pinstripe Wizards. It's a two-parter, so much in the same vein as like... Um, uh, like Vietnam uh, the, the, the and Vietnam Jake stories and... of Triple Jake. It's a, it's the, the two eight-page episodes. And it's set in the seventies, and I was able to have a sneak peek of the art on on Jason's phone, and I thought the artwork was great, and I'd love to say who the artist was, but I'm pretty sure it's in the um, audio grab, and I can't remember. Um, but from memory, I think it's an American artist, and I think it's a female American artist, but I'll, don't quote me on that. Go re-listen to the audio grab. Um, and as always, it's great to see new talent working on the Phantom. Mm. Yeah. So how bigger. old? How old? Would Jason be? Is he probably oh. what? Twenty, thirties, forties. Well, I don't know. Come about someone's age, but I've thirties, forties. He didn't look so any older like than me. So he's like our age, if not a little bit younger. Yeah, about the same. You know, like Matt, I guess. Be, yeah. You know. Oh, Matt's. I think Matt's older than us. He's, Gen, he's, he's an Gen old X. Fart. He's not. I wouldn't call him some young buck, but you know, Gen X. Yeah. So he's probably a lot like us and Matt and some of these other creators who have, you know, grown yeah. up with the Phantom. Paul and um, all that sort of stuff. And yeah. he's had a chance to come back and actually write a story. So, no, that, that sounds yeah. exciting. Uh, as you said, I'd, it's I'd, always nice to see new people creating it. Yeah. Um, I did pick up his comic that he had for sale there. I haven't had a chance to read it yet because, well, I've been busy in the last <laughs> however many hours it has been since I returned home last night. But, um, sorry? Is that the six smiths? Is uh, that this the... one, it's uh, Frankenstein Monstrance is the one that I've read. Um, okay. on, I'll check at his website. Well, I can't. Uh, it was the one that I've got, sorry. Um, he's got a couple of novels out, like fantasy-type novels, which my, my son Jeremy really wanted to read, but he's saying, uh, yeah, yeah, you could probably read them, but they're pitched a little bit older. So he, know, he has an idea of audience, and you know, just because you can read it doesn't mean you should read it. Um, <laughs> And yeah, much to Jeremy's dismay, I said, "Look, even the author's saying you shouldn't read this." <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and if the well, author's saying that, your mum would definitely say it. <laughs> yeah, so I wasn't going to buy it from him, and I wasn't letting him buy it for himself, which worked out well because he had twenty-five bucks left, and he went and bought it on a. I uh, spent it on a. Actually, I've got it here, on a little drawing tablet. He's really into his art, and you know, starting okay, cool. off with digital art, so it's a nice little you know, starting awesome. book for him. Um, so I'm glad that he spent his money on that rather than on um, a book. A book on great. that, well, yeah, it sounds weird that you know I'd rather even spend on technology than on a book, but in this case, yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, looking forward to. Did he give you any indication of when that was likely to be coming out? Ah, <sighs> no. Well, um, if the if the art's been created or done. halfway done, it wouldn't be too far away. Yeah, well, the, the art for that one's done. The second part isn't too far away. Mm. Yeah, so probably and just in talking, the second part to happen. Um, with what you've talked about, about the eight pages and all that, in talking to Fru and some other 
creators through are always after the eight page stories and parts so if you are and you, you know a creator out there and you're wanting to pitch to free our my suggestion our suggestion would be is aim for those short stories because that's probably where you're likely to get um get in certainly the door isn't it yeah, yeah exactly actually i've got a, a chance to have a half a chat with um dean rankin and he was really chuffed that his little story got into the um to the christmas yeah. issue yeah okay sure. Moving on, we've got Hermes is re-releasing a soft cover album of past Gold Key album. Jermaine, you don't understand it. No, and by you... the looks of your face, uh, you don't understand it either. Um, so, look. I'm looking for faces that I've just read this here. Yeah. <laughs> I so don't have the hardcover of it. Have, Hermes have released the, the, what would have been more about five years ago, the hardcover um, editions of the Gold Keys, Charlton's and, oh, and yeah. stuff like that. So apparently they are releasing a soft cover version of it, which is going to maybe have a different interview and a um, a new cover. But it's the same right. interior, the same. Obviously, if it's a soft cover, the chances are that it might be a little bit cheaper. Um, we haven't written an article about this. Uh, I was in discussions with someone who was going to write it. He didn't really understand it either. Um, and... Personally, I feel it's just a bit of a cash grab. Um, now, those those hardcovers are, are pretty expensive, though. So, yeah. could this be where Hermes goes in the future with the softcover stuff? Make it make these well, things more affordable. Yeah, that, that that is a good point. But so buying it brand new, you're looking at about eighty to hundred dollars. You can buy them secondhand for thirty, forty dollars, maybe fifty dollars at a stretch. And they are on eBay. They're you know so. If you want but one, these are the hardcover ones. These are for the hardcover. Yeah. So if you want one, you can still find them and buy them hardcover and stuff like that. Look, I don't quite understand it. I'm going to buy it, review, and do a video comparison review of it because, hey, look, I'm prepared to be proven wrong. Hopefully, I am proven wrong. Whether you're questioned about whether this is going to be Herm's future by re-releasing this stuff but in soft cover, I hope not, personally. Uh, if that's the case, that means I think Herms won't have much future publishing the Phantom. Uh, it's interesting noticing that we've seen the daily hardcover ones have coming out a lot quicker. Like, I've actually re released two volumes at the same time, and these are like early 80s stories. So we're fast approaching the end of Cyberry's run, yet with the Sunday stories, they are releasing about one a year. Um, but obviously the Sundays cost more because they're printed in colour and everything like that as well. So um, I'm intrigued if this is going to be Herm's future, whether they're going to re-release albums as soft covers or whether you know it's just a test of the market or, or whatever. It's, um, it's, what do you yeah, think they're, I'm Dan? intrigued. I, I hear you, your scepticism, but I don't know. I have absolutely no problem with it whatsoever. Like, um, Hermes produce beautiful, beautiful work, um, but it is very expensive. It's it's high end. If you could shave twenty, thirty, forty dollars off it by having a soft cover instead of a hard cover, I think they'd sell more. Um, and I don't have any. You know, what's the problem with them putting out a soft cover version of a, a book that's also come out in hardcover? Um, no harm, no foul, is it? Surely. Yep, 
Oh, well, that's yep, uh, and that that is the counter argument. Um, yeah, I would rather see them produce new stuff. Oh well, of course. Oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> well, of course. Argument <laughs> what actually works with their business model and their profit loss statements and all the rest of it. Um, yeah, I, yeah. There's a lot of things I'd rather. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all good. Okay, moving on. We've got an exclusive here. May June will be an online fundraiser event with some amazing artwork, auctioned including Phantom. Jim, have you got more on this? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, this is just a bit of a tease. Keep an eye on our website. Uh, Patreons will probably get notified a little bit earlier than what uh, the general public will. But there is May, end of May or June, early June. So around then, around you know three four weeks away, there's going to be a fairly major online fundraiser event, which has got some pretty cool artwork. So if you're an artwork collector, purchaser, buyer, uh, keep an eye on it because you might be able to snag yourself a um, some cool artwork. So there's going to be some Jeff Weigel uh, Sundays. And this is actual artwork. Some, they're not prints. They're, yeah, they're no, artworks. original yeah. artwork. There's going to be some mm -hmm. Cyberry stuff, um, Joe Giella, Keith Williams, Lou Manor. Uh, Antonio Lemus, um, you know, uh, Chris Nye, who is an American artist, he's not doing, and so that's from a phantom perspective. And then there's going to be some other stuff, um, some non phantom artwork as well, which will, um, find their way on it. So, so a couple of questions. Um, who's organizing it? Uh, no comment. Okay. Um, and who's it? <laughs> right, that what's does sound good saying that. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the fundraiser for? Uh, no comment. All will be revealed. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay. So it is. It is. This sound weird, but yeah, who's the fundraiser? Oh, I can't say. Can't um, even say who the fundraiser's for. No, nah, not yet. This is, is that just because the Just the tease. We don't. Want, we don't want to. Um, it's right. just the someone tease. else's thunder. It's right, just the so, tease. So, Let's put so it this so way: that there will likely the announcement will likely be made around or on all around the same time as the podcast. So there will be a podcast going into a lot more detail on it. This is just a bit of a sneak peek to get people excited and to start saving those pennies. Well, we assume that the it sounds like did you say early May uh, May June, so a fortnight or so before the Lee Fork dinner? That's unfortunate. Uh, yeah, so it'll be just before the leave fork dinner. So uh, do those extra jobs around the house. Uh, uh, autumn's a good time you know, if you're in time. Australia to do uh, uh, get the chainsaw out. So, you know, surely that's worth $100 uh, from your missus. Um, <laughs> offer to do the dishes every night, cook some dinners, let her go out um, and spend some money on a night out with the girls. So that way when you spend some money, uh, you know, you won't feel as guilty. <laughs> Radio, the plot thickens. Radio, I'm sure it's for a worthy cause, though, and there'll yes, be some great art there. Well, I think that comes to the end of the podcast. I think we're still going to do a quick one hour, and I think we made it to an hour and a half. We haven't got to two hours. Looking at my little time in the in the top right hand corner of the computer, so that's a that's a quick one for us. <laughs> um, fellas, once again, it's always it's always a pleasure. And so, but listeners, if you have any ideas or craze that you'd like us to see interviewed or re-interviewed, please contact us. Um, I am in contact now with Jason Franks to get him up on the podcast, seeing he's a, a new creator. So hopefully that will all be sorted out very soon. But he's got a very busy weekend with Supernova in Melbourne. Um, remember, you can contact us. Our website is chroniclechamber.com. Our email is chroniclechamber at gmail.com. 
Uh, I hope your fans really enjoyed it. We love to hear your thoughts, feedback, and opinions on our social media platforms and all over on our YouTube channel as well. Um, remember, if you're listening to us for the first time, you can subscribe to us either via YouTube or through your favourite podcast apps, including iTunes or Spotify. I think that's all I've got for the outro. Jim, it's been a pleasure. Dan, it's been fantastic. And for everyone, happy families. Happy families. Find the